630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. Uh, tomorrow, going golfing at the uh, Mark Spector Classic for Sports Central. That is always a great event. And then it'll join you from inside sports from 6 to 8, hoping to uh, wrangle some uh, folks for some quick interviews while we're uh, out on the golf course. And we'll have those for you tomorrow evening. Yesi Pugliarvi will not go to arbitration with the Oilers. One-year, $3 million contract. Mark Stewart hired as an assistant coach. And in football news, John Ryan. Uh, traded for from Hamilton for a conditional eighth rounder in 2023. So John Ryan joining the Elks. We'll see what that means for the big-legged Matt Mengel, who had been handling most of the punting duties for the Elks this season. Always fun to talk to members of the Double uh, E alum, especially guys I, I kind of got to know over the years a little bit as uh, players and as now have now moved on to other adventures in life and in sports and one of those gentlemen joins me tonight it is a former offensive lineman for the green and gold justin Sorensen, checking in justin my friend how are you doing i'm great how about you i am doing very well now you and i often talked before games to get ready for games is it, yep. now, is that the same situation is this basically a pre-game interview it is. It is. I got a flag football game coming up here, up here at eight o'clock tonight. Uh, where are you playing? What field are you at? Uh, it's down on the south side, uh, just off a of Saddleback Road. There, at the, I think it's a Christian College. They got a couple big fields behind there. Okay, so I, I find this very. Because uh, what year did you? What year did you retire again? What was your last season? Eighteen. Okay, so you're about four years out. When did you get into flag football? Uh, year after I retired, I've been playing for the last three years. Okay, and what position are you? Uh, I play left tackle. Okay, so compare blocking in flag football to blocking in the Canadian Football League. Uh, it's it's definitely a little different. I mean, the the level of skill that you go against is is, is definitely different. But the the cool part about flag football is that you can offensive linemen, it's pretty much live in the line of scrimmage. So it's like doing one-on-ones without the helmets and the gear. Uh, but then you're also live to release downfield and catch football too. So kind of get a little bit of both, which is fun. Okay, so you're a dual threat then is what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's right. And uh, actually, uh, so so, this, so our offensive line is I play left tackle and then uh, Matt O'Donnell's our right tackle. All right. <laughs> Matt O'Donnell's coming on the show tomorrow, so I'll get the, I got the pregame from you, and we'll get the postgame from Matt. <laughs> Perfect, exactly right. <laughs> that's a, that's amazing. So um, now, is this a flag football league with other players who played high levels of like you know what I mean? Is this like an, an the elite flag football league in Edmonton, or who are you out there with? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the Edmonton Flag Football Association. I think there's like. 10 different 10 different divisions but obviously we play in the first one uh, the, the top division there and there's lots of old college lots of college guys who played college college uh, football in there and then there's a few pros like i think there's probably six or seven um 
ex-CFL guys that, that, that play. On our team, it's, it's Matt and I and uh, Grant Shaw and Kelvin McCarty. Um, and then there's a few other guys, too, like Andrew Jones and Eddie Steele come out and play every once in a while. Um, few, a few other guys. And I know there's a couple guys who played it one or two years, even before me, that are out there. Okay, so it's uh, they're pretty good. Is it seven on seven? What's the what is it again? Yeah, seven on seven. It, it, it's seven on seven, and on all the offensive linemen are are eligible. So you're not in a situation where like you're the ringer on the team. Like everybody's everybody's pretty good. It's not like well, Justin's going to save us. Just throw it to him. Yeah, I mean to be honest, we're, we're not we're not exactly skilled guys anyway, so we're just kind of dump offs every once in a while. We're not going to be making the big plays, that's for sure. Who's the quarterback? Uh, our quarterback is a guy named Josh. I, I, I think I, to be honest, I, I joined the. This is Grant Shaw's team um, okay. that he's played with forever, and so they asked me to join. And so our quarterback's name is Josh. I think he played university, but I'm not positive. But I mean, he's a pretty decent quarterback because I mean, our team. We also give him 10 seconds every 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 time. Obviously, when we stay in the block, so he is <laughs> uh, he has a lot of time to make some plays downfield. So does this fuel your uh, competitive fire that you might have been missing? after uh, leaving the CFL like wh- where does it sort of uh, what role does it occupy in your life yeah it, it definitely I mean it's it's like to be honest like Matt and I probably go and like, as hard as we can go we probably only go five or six in the blocking category because I mean it's out there for fun and guys have jobs and stuff so nobody's trying to get hurt so obviously we just we go as hard as the guy in front of us and just make sure he doesn't get to our quarterback but we're not trying to hurt anybody out of there so on the competitive scale we're probably at a five or six but it's just good exercise to be honest go out there run around a little bit catch a few balls like that's fun because we never really got to do that as professionals right what uh i mean i believe you're 36 like you're not old by any means but do you do you have a body part like did you survive a pro football career unscathed or do you have some ongoing pain or issues no no to be honest i i was pretty lucky matt and i both neither one of us had any major surgeries the whole time we played so i know like a a lot of guys do like andrew jones he had a bunch of a couple knee surgeries, so uh, Flag was a little bit hard on his knee, um, so that's why he did, he didn't play this year. But come uh, out who just can't do the extracurricular sports anymore because they they got kind of too beat up and it's just not worth the, the pain afterwards. But Matt and I were both lucky. We we came out pretty pretty injury free. I mean, some small injuries, but nothing that required surgeries. Okay, well, th- that's cool. You're out there playing. Uh, fl- do, like, do people, the friends and family, come and watch, or is it kind of just like go do your thing and we'll see you after the game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, we go in our own. Like our wives, our, the wives and kids come out on the on the the six thirty games where it's nice out. But otherwise, it's just the boys out there running around. Okay, well, that that's awesome. I, I'm glad you're doing that. And this, this I, I didn't know Matt, you and Matt were on the same team. So Matt will, see, you got the easy one. You got the pregame. Matt's going to get yeah. the tough interview tomorrow, especially if it doesn't <laughs> go your way. <laughs> exactly um, right. uh, other post-retirement activities for you. Are you not, uh, do you not have a relative young one in the family? I'm trying to remember. What's the story there? Yeah, I got a three-month-year-old boy. And was that your first? It's our first, yes. Oh, three months old. So how's it being a new dad? That's awesome. I mean, it's it's definitely a, a cool experience. It's something I always wanted, and it's definitely lived up to everything I thought it would be. I mean, sleep sleep isn't hasn't been the best over the last three months, but I, I'm sure everybody knows that who's a parent. 
there's a great photo. I, I just scanned back on uh, Facebook. There's a great photo of you on uh, May holding the the little one. Very, very little compared to you. So that, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's an awesome. Like, do you think even at that at that young age, do you think about what sport are they going to play, or do you try not to think about that? Uh, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to encourage our kids, my kids to play all sports and kind of whatever they want to do, I'll, I'll be happy and I'll support them. But, I mean, I believe that a lot of kids definitely lean towards what their what their parents like because, you know, if, we're, if I'm watching TV, I'm maybe watching the CFL and take them to, take, taking them to Elks games all the time. So you think that he probably liked football a little more than other sports. But I, I won't discourage my kids from doing anything they want to do. Were you an athletic kid? When did it kick in for you? Well, to be honest, I mean, to be honest, you can ask any of my old teammates. I was never classified as as athletic. I was always big and strong and, and smart. But I wouldn't say that athletic was one of my was one of my main skills. But uh, to be honest, I, I played all sports growing up, and I loved playing sports and being big. I was, you know, I was a good basketball player. I was good at lacrosse. I was good at football. But again, I think it comes down less to athletic ability and more to uh, size and power. Well, you definitely because what, what what were you when you played six eight and what did what what weight were you usually around? I was usually between three twenty and three thirty. Really, jeez, yeah. solid muscle, right? Yeah, some so, 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 some uh, beer gut too, but to be honest. <laughs> well, you're trying to push other big guys out of the way, so exactly so. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's awesome. Justin Swords, a double E alum, joining us tonight on Inside Sports on his way to his uh, flag football game, which is pretty fun for us to talk about tonight. How, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're a busy guy just being the, the dad alone, but uh, how, how much uh, CFL or Elks games have you been able to watch this year? Uh, I've watched, I, I could watch them all, at least, at least most of the games. Uh, they got blown out twice. They've yep. played five close games, and and two have gone their way, and three haven't. Um, yep. I mean, I won't. I don't. We won't talk about the blowouts because I think sometimes that's just going to happen for a team that's trying to build up from last year. In 2015, sure. like you guys won your last ten games, Justin, and they yep, weren't all sure. easy. Like your most lopsided win was in the West Final against Calgary, who also went 14 and four. Like, is there something about Chris Jones that? lens you know like this might seem like a stupid question but so many of the games chris jones coaches over the years are, are, are close games is that something about how he coaches a mentality that the team has that they're comfortable in close games like what can you say about that yeah, I think that it's just Jones's style. Jones is a defensive coach who coaches strong defense and special teams is what he hangs his hat on. He's never, and especially with McAdoo as an offense coordinator, they're not the they're not the blow you out, get 40, 44 points a game kind of kind of. That's not their schemes. Their schemes to play coach, play close, control the ball, let uh, let your defense special teams make some plays for you, try and get three touchdowns, and that's enough to win you a game. Well, and they they had the yards against Winnipeg to get three touchdowns. They just I, like I really thought Justin that that game came down to Kalaros being able to get away and make a couple of those off balance throws for for big plays. And that, like I thought Cornelius played well, but the Elks didn't have the explosive play, so to speak. 
Yeah, and, and I mean that comes from experience, and it comes from having the the, the carousel at quarterback. I mean, it's tough to it's tough to, to to have that kind of killer mentality, and and you know, and make the big plays when when there's so much inexperience there. But that's why I think the Elks are going to do nothing but get better because you know once once they kind of get some stability and kind of figure it out and kind of gel a little more as a team, it just goes to show you that they, they have a chance of being successful. And you know, I mean, they might not make the playoffs this year, but you got to think that. Jones is uh, building something solid again here, and they, and they really got a chance uh, to be successful in the future because, I mean, they've 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 three, four, five, six, eight new starters every game, and they're still playing competitive games when everybody compared to last year, nobody thought they had a chance. Well, yeah, you're you're right, and, and obviously some injuries haven't helped either, and I know every team is injured. So as you mentioned that the the carousel at quarterback. Uh, we'll see what happens with the youngster Trey Ford. Cornelius has played a couple of solid games. When you were on the offensive line, did you have to do anything different depending on who you were blocking for? Or was you know your job the same and you got to trust that the quarterback's going to do his? Uh, I mean, your job stays the same, but you it's way easier when you know what the quarterback behind you is going to do. Like, for instance, when I played in Edmonton, Riley was my quarterback the whole time. I mean, with a few other guys sprinkled in here and injuries or whatever. But, I mean, I played 95% of my snaps in Edmonton with Mike as my quarterback, which I knew what he was going to do every play. I knew that there was plays where I needed to block a little bit longer so he could wait, 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 and throw that ball downfield. And I knew if Mike scrambled, I kind of, there's kind of a pattern to how he does it. So I was very comfortable and as an offensive lineman to know that. Now, before that, I played in Winnipeg, and that, there was a carousel of quarterbacks there. I think I had eight quarterbacks in three years there. And so that makes it just makes it so difficult as an offensive line because even cadences are different. How they call things are different. You know, everything they do in the pocket is a little bit different. So it, it really makes it difficult when you have a, as in a, for an offensive lineman when, when there's a different quarterback behind you all the time. Right. And, okay, so when you guys get, when the quarterback gets to play in the huddle, so you're getting a play. Does that call your blocking pattern right away? Or then when you walk up to somebody on the O-line, like is there another call or clarity or an adjustment? What happens in those few seconds? Yeah, I mean, across the league, you basically have three protections. You have 50, 60, and 70. 50 means the running back's out. It's just five-man protection. 60, six-man, 70, seven-man. So that's called in the huddle. But then once you once you approach the line of scrimmage, um, usually there's a there's a number associated with that too. If you're working right or if you're working left, um, so you kind of know the baseline of your blocking. But then once you hit the line of the scrimmage, the center calls out the mic or whichever linebacker you're working to, and then the running back works off of that. And you, then you tell your offensive line where to go from after that point. Okay. I, I, I love that stuff, all the adjustments in football and all the thinking you, you got to do on the fly. And you're getting ready to do that on the how many? How big is your playbook for the flag football team? How many plays? Uh, you got? They, they call the plays in the huddle. They, call, they just call the routes in the huddle. <laughs> it's just like, Jimmy, you're going deep. <laughs> exactly. It's, it, it's schoolyard. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Well, Justin, thanks for checking in. I, I, I hope I didn't disrupt your pregame preparation, uh, but all the best. It, it's awesome to have you on the show. We'll have to talk again. Hopefully I'll run into you at a game this season. All the best and, and all the best with the family as well. 
Absolutely appreciate it. I got, I got about 10 minutes to get ready here, then I got to go pick up Matt and we're on our way. Okay, there we go. That's awesome. That is Justin Sorensen, uh, former double-E offensive lineman, 2015 Grey Cup champion, and uh, Matt O'Donnell's scheduled to come on tomorrow. I, I didn't realize they were flag football teammates, but uh, always fun to talk with uh, Justin. He's uh, doing well post-playing career and uh, enjoying having uh, a young son as well. Good to have him on the show. 780-496-0063 if you would like to check in by calling or texting. And, of course, the email is insidesports at 630ched.com. Again, the Elks on a bye week. Their next game is next Saturday, August 6th. They're uh, going to be at BC, 6.30 for the countdown to kickoff game at 8. BC playing in Saskatchewan on Friday. Week 8 in the CFL is going to start on Thursday with Montreal taking on Hamilton. Another showdown between Winnipeg and Calgary, by the way, coming up on Saturday. Okay, we're going to call a quick timeout. We're having a good time. It's Inside Sports on Chet. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 6.30 Chet. All right, good to have Justin Sorensen on the show. Still to come tonight, uh, here Ugawak from your Edmonton Stingers, uh, Edmontonian getting to play pro basketball in his hometown, and Wayne Wagner from Wayne Sports Cards and Collectibles in the West. And we've had him on the show before. He is an absolute blast to talk to. Uh, I visited the store and we wound up chatting, and I, I said, you know, when I was here a few weeks ago, I said, Wayne, we got we to gotta do this on my show. I mean, this is this is interesting, and I think other people will be into it as well. I was also uh, seeing today, totally on a lighter note, that uh, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, is being compared to Nick Cage. Derek Scott, did you see this today? I'm not sure if this came across your radar. Oh, that was a beauty. Did he? So Aaron Rodgers showing up for uh, for Packers stuff. And uh, apparently, well, I've seen it. I, I mean, I understand the comparison that he looked like uh, Nick Cage in the film Con Air. Oh, spot on with the tank top and the hair blowing in the wind. And <laughs> it was great. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Nicholas Cage's character in Con Air, Cameron Poe. John Cusack in that movie. Uh, John Malkovich. Was there not an athlete in that uh, uh, I'm trying to think here. Was there not a hockey player in that film? Oh, boy, I can't remember. We'll have to Google that. I'm double-checking now on the fly, of course, because I uh, just happen to think of things as I'm going. Danny Trejo was in it. That's a classic for sure. Anyway, um, Steve Buscemi in that film as well. Conair. Uh, classic? Is that, I, I don't know if that would be considered a classic. Like, is that, that would that be like – Is here's the thing. Is it a better film than Geostorm calling, uh, starring Gerard Butler? I, I would say it probably is. But I would agree that, with that. Yeah, from that era, you had because uh, this these were the this was the prime Jerry Bruckheimer era, right? Uh, what like didn't Armageddon come out around then? Uh, Bad Boys would have been earlier in the nineties. I, I think he did Pearl Harbor a few years after that. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like Con Air. What was it? The, the Rock wasn't that one? Another one with Sean Connery and Ed Harris. I, I feel like Con Air was a, a bit of a step down from some of the other films I was talking about. Yeah, I would agree I with know. that. Definitely, the Rock. The Rock, I think, was a much more uh, solid movie for sure. Yes, and that's the the the, the Sean Connery line. Your best, 
Losers always whine about their best. Winners, and I can't say the rest of the line because it has profanity in it, so I won't say it. And yes, that was my attempt at a uh, Sean Connery impression, which I know all my voices are terrible. Okay. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I'm thinking, and now I can't find it. I, I thought there was... Uh, I thought there was a hockey player or some kind of, at, at the time, uh, current pro athlete in Con Air. Maybe I'm getting it because it, uh, Cam Neely was in one of the Ferrelli brothers, wasn't he, in movies? Uh, which one was Cam Neely in? There's something about Mary. Oh, Marty McSorley was in Con Air. I was That's just going to say, I just got it, yep. Marty McSorley was in Con Air. Cam Neely was in Dumb and Dumber. Uh... Okay, I found a list of best athlete cameo. Now, this okay, this is a hockey news article from last August. So this is all hockey players. Cam Neely, Dumb and Dumber, Wayne Gretzky, Young as the Restless back in 1984. Uh, a bunch of NHLers were in the Mighty Duck movies. Marty McSorley in Con Air. That's who I'm thinking of. Um, George Larac in Goon. Um, what else do we have here? I guess these are some of the the biggest uh, the biggest ones. Uh, Brent Burns was in Vikings. I did not know that. Okay, so anyway, there we go. We saw Marty McSorley was in Conair. All right, I'm glad we figured that out. Apparently, he was also in Bad Boys. McSorley was. Yeah, so yeah, that's what it says here. Oh, Bad Boys, Con Air, Forget Paris, we'll and Trading to, Favors. We'll have to ask Marty about that the next time we have him on the show. He usually uh, pops on once or twice during the season, or might join us in Studio Ninety Nine. Now that we're back in there. So anyway, uh, yes, uh, Aaron Rodgers shows up to Packers camp, uh, looking very similar to Nick Cage's character in the movie Con Air, which is now 25 years old. And yes, I was working at Blockbuster when it came out on VHS. So, so there's that. Um, I just got to, this is amazing. Well, Joaquin Gage, one of the most interesting men in the city of Edmonton has just texted me. He says that he was in a movie called a certain fury i did not know i did not know joaquin gage had an acting career my my admiration and awe of the man grows uh, all the time this is amazing uh, starring irene cara and tatum o'neill joaquin gage was in this film i did not know that well now wait See all the ideas we get just from a picture of Aaron Rodgers. Questions for Marty McSorley. Questions for Joaquin Gage. This is incredible. Gager, I hope you're having a good summer, by the way. We're gonna we're gonna have to talk soon. Okay, a whole bunch of Gager, send me a picture of a hockey card of yourself. That'd be fun too. Uh, we'll talk hockey cards and uh, an Edmonton basketball player played in the NCAA, now playing for the Edmonton Stingers. I uh, hear Walk when we get back. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.